Hello and welcome back to another episode of Nobody's Doing It Right, the podcast for those who are uncertain. I'm Kat, I'm your host, I'm one of these perpetually uncertain people, and today's episode is going to be about a statement that has proven itself true to me in so many ways throughout my life, both in you know romantic relationships, friendships, um, even like career endeavors or creative work and all that stuff. I don't think I've talked about this before, but if I have, I'm sorry. But it is something that I honestly have no problem repeating because it is, I think, it just keeps proving itself true to me. So I want to talk about it, dedicate an episode to it if I haven't already, but I've definitely made videos about it on TikTok. So you can go there and find a few of them. Um, but yeah, before we get started though, I want to give a little bit of an update. I am currently working, almost finished, a handbook all about self-expression because I know that a lot of my followers struggle with self-expression just as much as I do, right? Like one of my most popular videos on TikTok right now is that if you don't express yourself, you resent yourself. And it is really important. It's so important to be able to show up in the world authentically and openly and truly as yourself. Because if you don't and you continue to people please or you just kind of, you know, hold yourself back so that other people don't feel uncomfortable or you don't cause any sort of confrontation or conflict, you begin to to resent yourself and things just feel bad for you. And I don't think that's the point of life, you know, to feel bad. And so I think after all these years that I've gone through of trying to understand who I am, what I want and how to properly express it. And I'm not saying I'm perfect yet by any means, but I've learned a lot in that time and it's really helped me improve in my self-expression. And it's it's really improved my quality of life and the way I show up the way I form relationships, friendships, and I want to share that with anyone else who's struggling. So I've created this little handbook so that you can use it as reference for your own journey, right? Whether you're starting off now or you've been on it for a bit, but you need a little bit more guidance. Um, It's a breakdown of the main topics or tips, I guess, of how to start this journey and what you'll experience throughout it. And then also I offer um, questions to consider throughout each chapter that you can journal about or just, you know, think about on a long walk or whatever. And my aim with it is to have it as like a a reference book, really, for whenever you're struggling and you're in a moment where where you know you need to express yourself, but you're nervous or whatever, you can look back on it, look back on your the answers to the questions and, you know, give yourself a little bit of like um, a reminder of what you need, who you are, you know, how to go about it in your way, like how to go about expressing yourself in your way because everybody's different, right? So I am currently working on finishing the edits of this book. So it'll be out shortly. If you want to be updated on when this will be released, um, subscribe to my newsletter on my website. But of course, I'll always, you know, I'll update everybody on TikTok and Instagram and all that. But if you want to be directly notified and be able to purchase your copy when it's ready, subscribe to my newsletter. Sorry, a little bit of coffee ASMR today because I am currently suffering from insomnia again, which is great. I've talked about this before on my podcast and it was happening to me a couple of months ago where I just couldn't sleep until 5 a.m. Don't know why. My mind was just racing and I'm doing that again. I don't know why. So I need a little bit of extra, an extra boost throughout the day. Okay, so let's get into it. Today's episode is about aiming low and avoiding disappointment. And now I know that sounds kind of like weird to say because it makes you immediately think of someone who's maybe, maybe this makes you think of someone who's lazy, who has no ambition, who has no drive for anything, who just wants to do nothing all day. 
And I get, I understand why that might make you feel that way. But truly the way I see it is in the sense of non-attachment, which is a spiritual term. Um, I think it's Buddhism or maybe it's Taoism. I don't know. I'm not 100% sure. Obviously, I'm not like an expert. Um, but non-attachment is a big topic in the spiritual you know, world because, you know, when you attach yourself to things, it's much easier to get disappointed when they don't work out the way you expect them to, right? And so letting go of this attachment to people or things or situations allows you peace and solace and comfort because you know whatever happens, you know, whether that thing's in your life or not in your life, you'll be okay, you know? And that's also rooted obviously in self-trust, self-worth, all these things work in tandem with one another. And that's kind of why I want to, I try to talk about all of them because you can't just have one without the other. You know, you can't just practice non-attachment and then not also practice self-worth and self-trust. You have to, you have to work on all of them. And in my opinion, only when all of them are working with each other, like, like a, a machine, right? That's when you can reach certain levels of alignment, right? And this is just, again, from my experience and what I've been going through. But yeah, the the concept, though, of aim, loan, and avoid disappointment is something that I've been saying since I was a kid, which is really funny because we always talk about how, like, kids have a certain awareness to things that adults don't because we have to kind of, like, as you get older, you have to stifle that and you have to grow up and be an adult and be realistic or you just get so bogged down by societal expectations that you lose this kind of openness and awareness from childhood like children are so perceptive and are so open to like the world and the universe and we forget that about ourselves as we get older and so I think about this all the time because when I was a kid I used to say it often which is so funny like a little like a kid to say maybe I wasn't a kid I was maybe like pre-teens right like maybe 12 or something just like aim low and avoid disappointment right and now I understand what that means and why I was so adamant about it because I've been proven right with it so many times and also I've been proven that when I don't aim low I get disappointed <laughs> you know and it's so frustrating so basically what it means is to me at least is going into circumstances or situations or relationships with the expectation of the bare minimum right and I know again that sounds it's so counterintuitive and like not at all what we hear right now in the online world, especially if you're like chronically online like I am. But, you know, what you hear right now is, you know, aim high, reach your goals, hustle, ambition. I truly don't think that that is the way to, to approach things. Yes, of course, you have to work hard. Even that is like, I don't know if I like that term, but you have to work towards things. Everything, you have to give effort to things, right? Energy will have to be expended. You have to give energy to things that you care about and that you want, 100%. Energy has to be directed so that you can get that energy back to you, okay? That's, I don't like the idea of like, you have to work hard and grind because there's a lot of people out there who do not work hard, but still get things, right? And I think it's more just like an exchange of energy and all that stuff. So yes, you have to you have to put energy out to get energy back, right? But this idea of you have to know exactly what you want, how much you want of it, when you want it, and how it's going to be, and you have to plan it all out, which is what's often in the manifestation world online right now. This like scripting and manifesting and, you know, planning everything out so that you get it in your vision board and all that. And while I think I do like the concept of vision boards, I do like the concept of scripting, I think it needs to be more general. It needs to be less specific, which like, Again, this is just my opinion, what works for me, but I think this is why a lot of people struggle with the concept of manifestation and um, and vision boards and scripting and all that because it's like you're forced to be so specific where like we, our lives are so 
in flux constantly. You can't be specific about things because you have to also be able to pivot and realign when things don't go exactly as planned, which they won't. Nothing goes exactly as planned. And so to have a very specific idea in your mind of how things are going to look and how it's going to go and when it's going to happen can really affect the way you're able to pivot and you're able to realign and and find flow in things, right? And then when you can't do that, right? When you have a specific image in your mind of what's going to happen and that thing isn't panning out that way, and you don't let yourself realign to get like on the path in a different way, in a way maybe that you didn't expect initially, you then feel awful. You feel like you're useless, like you have no purpose or that you suck and you just don't know what you're doing and you're, po- you know, and it just, it's just bad for you at the end of the day. And so the concept of aiming low and avoiding disappointment is exactly what it sounds like. You aim low, you go for your bare minimum. You know what? I want to, I don't know, whatever your goal is, I want to you know, get a job that I somewhat enjoy, you know, like as simple as that, right? Because you'd be surprised how many people have jobs that they just at the bare minimum don't enjoy, right? And, you know, that is obviously, of course, that has to happen at times and you're never going to love your job, all you know, all that stuff. But let's say that's your aim, right? I want a job that I just at least somewhat enjoy, you know, regularly. I can have at least a little bit of joy throughout it. You go into that, you know, your job search or whatever, and you have this little like energy that's not so desperate, that's not so overpowering, that doesn't guide you and lead you in, in directions that maybe not aren't right for you. Because if you're looking, say, for example, like, I want a job that's perfect for me. That's exactly what I want. That's exactly who I am and how it's how I want to live and all that stuff. You can almost feel the tension in your body. Like, I feel it saying that, right? I feel the, the desperation, the tension, the it has to be perfect or else I'm useless type of energy. And imagine what that would make you do to get that thing, right? Whereas if you go into it with like, you know, I just kind of want a job that pays me well and I can kind of enjoy, you know, that it doesn't, isn't awful. Like doesn't make me want to, you know, hate my life every day. There's a little bit more of ease there, right? And that allows you then to explore and experience things that you might not have thought were what you wanted initially, but become exactly what you needed, right? If what you need is a job that you enjoy and it's completely different, the job you get is completely different than what you expected would be the the bo- the most like um enjoyable job for you that's great you know it's it's almost like you open up so many more doors and pathways that you never would have expected and that applies i've learned as well from my experience to relationships and that's something i'm actually like looking back on right now and processing and i like i don't you know i'm not always talking about relationships i don't want it to seem like that's the main goal of what i do but Again, I think relationships work in tandem with so many other aspects of life because, you know, it's just part of our experience on this planet, right? So the way you experience things in relationships are the way you're going to experience things in your work life too, right? They're kind of the same. They're both relationships, you know? So I look back now and I realize I've had a lot of this experience of like aiming low and avoiding disappointment in some relationships that turned out great and aiming too high and having too many expectations. And then that that thing just crashed and burned. And it's so... It's so interesting to look back on right now and kind of what I wanted to talk about a little bit to give some perspective and like some examples as to why I think and what I'm doing from now on, aiming low and avoiding disappointment. I do it, but sometimes I forget. Sometimes I get too um, eager. I get too, um, what's the term? I don't want to say brainwashed, but I get too convinced by societal expectations to um, be hustling and no, you gotta, you gotta go after your goals and you gotta work hard. And it's like, yeah, you got to put energy towards things for sure. But this, this very idealized, you know, 
this idealized image of what success means is not is not it does not flow you know it is forceful and forcefulness is the opposite of of flow and alignment right because the more you have to force something the less that means the less it's working for you the more you force the less it's right for you you know and so that is i think this is probably the pinnacle of my my spiritual awakening and like what i've learned throughout it is that like you do not force things the moment you have to force something the moment it feels like you have to work hard truly like the moment it feels like you have to work hard at something to make it work that's when you realize it's not right for you and i know it's hard to accept that because there are again if you put high expectations in your head about a situation and you're working hard to get it it's hard to let go of it after and to say okay you know what it's just not right for me because otherwise if it was right for me it would just flow it's hard to let go so you hold on to things for much longer than you should be holding on to them where and you should just be letting go of them and being like look it's not even meeting the bare minimum of what I wanted to meet, right? And yeah, so I think that's like, that's exactly what is tied into this concept of aiming low and avoiding disappointment. Let me take a coffee break for a second. So I wanted to offer a little bit of an example with my own experience in my own life, um, specifically with dating. And again, this applies to so many other things, but the dating aspect, I think, is so, um, it's so specific and really highlights this idea of aiming low and avoiding disappointment. And it's what sticks out in my mind and what I use as, as an example for myself in life to remind me of this, right? When, so many of you know already that I was in a relationship for seven years with my partner. It was a great relationship, like nothing inherently wrong even when we ended it it didn't end on bad terms like there was nothing really wrong with it it's just you know you kind of grow up and you outgrow the situation the people and whatever but i remember when i first started dating him you know kind of talking and engaging with one another there was no expectation on my end which is like the opposite of what i guess dating gurus tell you or people online tell you even within like the self-worth community which is like when you go into dating you have to have exactly you have to know exactly what you want how you want it and you know go in with your your lists and your this and that which is sure yes you again you have to have a basic understanding of who you are and what you want right the bare minimum but this has shown me in so many ways how me just letting things happen and not having a high expectation is exactly what i need to do for my own sense of alignment and getting the things i actually things I actually want not the things I think I want right so when I first started dating my my partner at the time um not not even dating like going on a date like our first date whatever I remember writing in my journal um a little bit before that that I didn't expect much from this I assumed for some reason I don't know why I just had this assumption that he was kind of a player he just had an air of confidence to him so I associated that with being somebody who dated a lot who who was out and about you know (laughs) playing the field so in my head I was like and I remember writing this in my journal I said you know I don't expect much from it I assume that he's just kind of um playing the field and I said you know but I but it'll give me a good um dating experience because I hadn't really dated before so I was like oh it'll teach me how to go on dates and and have that experience at least right so I went into it purely with that that was the intention to just like yeah I don't think anything's gonna really happen but at least I'll learn how to go on dates with somebody you know and it's so funny to look back on now because it's like 
we ended up being like very aligned but very different at the same time very different very he was very social very out there very outgoing um i'm very much like an uh, introvert homebody and yet so many other ways in in like our selves was aligned and had i gone into that with um high expectations or like or I guess with the intention of it being exactly this specific way, having like a specific list and expecting it to go this way or for him to be a certain way for me, like it would have been so much harder because we were different people. So like whatever I thought I wanted at that time would not have been what he was. And yet it still worked because I didn't necessarily go into it with the expectation that it had to be something, right? Like that I'm I'm putting in time, therefore it has to mean something. I went into it being like, you know, whether or not it works out, and I assumed it wasn't, so I was like, whether or not it works out, it's fine. Like, I'm just going to learn, I'm going to learn something from it, right? Now, this isn't to say, I don't want I don't want people to confuse this with the concept of having low standards or um, letting things slide, because that's not what I mean, and I know that can be kind of, those two things can be conflated. It's not about having low standards, it's about having a baseline, a bare minimum, of your standards, of your ethics, your morals, the values that that are yours and that you look for in other people. Having those in mind always. Um, but being uh, open to fluctuations and flexibility in the way people express these things, right? Because if, if, if I was going out looking exactly for myself in somebody else, right, with the same morals and same values, all that, I would be looking for somebody not social, not op- over, not outgoing, not, you know, very excitable like because that's not who I really am but then I wouldn't have met this person or I I wouldn't have given this person a go in a sense uh, because the way he was um, expressing these values these morals these um, interests was completely different than who I was right so so just to be clear there has to be a baseline there there has to be a bare minimum there has to be the values the morals those all have to be aligned right you have to have those at least at the bare minimum right um, so, and I don't think that it's necessary to compromise on those. You don't have to just give somebody a shot because you don't know if those aren't right. If you, if you don't meet eye to eye on these specific things, of course not. You, you know what you need, you know, who you want, who you are and how you want to show up in the world. Right. Um, and you have to find somebody that matches that, you know, but what I just mean is that going into it with like the lowest of expectations, because it's like, you don't know who this person is yet. You don't know what they're going to bring to your life or what, how it's going to work out right so that when I went into it being like I'm probably not going to happen nothing's going to happen but it'll be a good experience ended up being a seven-year-long relationship a good one not not because I was compromising necessarily um of course there has to be compromise in relationships but not because I was um going against who I was or trying to force something into place or whatever because it just kind of flowed you know um in retro now now in the opposite situation sorry I feel like my words are jumbled again it's because I don't I haven't had a lot of sleep but um on the other hand is what I meant to say there was somebody I dated a couple of months ago and um I wouldn't even really call it dating it was kind of so all over the place and and I keep looking back like why was it so all over the place like it's just so weird that it was so difficult and so like confusing It, it was just it was just bizarre to me and I look back now and I think half of the reason why I still um think about it is because it was so confusing and so difficult right it's the hard things that keep us like hyper focused on them right and I look back now and I realize that when we first started dating we had met on a dating app 
Um, and that's fine. Like, I don't mind dating apps. Like, it is what it is. It's, it's a great way to vet people, which is important. Um, but I remember when we'd met, uh, conversation was good. Um, the way he spoke about people, about women to me and all that was very much aligned with who I was. And this was after the pandemic, right? So it was very exciting to get back into dating. So I remember, and also like, it was scary as well, right? Because you weren't seeing a lot of people still, like I still felt very um, worried about things. Obviously, like like my parents are high risk, so I don't want to like put anyone in that risk. And so when I met this person and immediately we kind of clicked and things were working out, I was like, oh, perfect. So in my head, I had put it as, oh yeah, perfect. He's going to be exactly what I need. So I, I started off with really high expectations because I didn't want to have to backtrack after. I didn't want to have to go out and meet new people because again, there was like, there was so much involved in that, that I just didn't want to risk, right? So in my head, I put it as like, no, this has to be it. This is it now. And I look back and I'm like, wow, like that's exactly where things went awry because it's like, I put that high expectation and when he stopped meeting my bare minimum, right? The bare minimum, when he stopped meeting that, I forced myself to still stick with it or to accept it or to try to make it work because I had already put the high expectations in my head. And again, I didn't realize it in the moment, but in retrospect, I'm like, wow, like that's exactly what was happening. I aimed too high and I got very disappointed because when you aim too high, you don't allow people to show you themselves, their true selves, and you don't allow yourself to to like realign with it, right? If this person now was acting a certain way when they weren't in the beginning, it just means that, oh, okay, now they've shown me a little bit more of who they are and this doesn't align with me. So I have to decide what I'm going to do from now, like from this point forward. But if you have it in your head that, no, but I've already decided that they're going to be this specific type of person, then of course you're not going to leave yourself room to pivot and to reconsider whether or not you want to be with this person. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's something that I've like, th- This is, these are just tangible examples that I use for my own experience and like for my own reference when I go into situations again. But another example really is the fact that I didn't expect to be, do so well on TikTok when I started it, right? I started t- uh, posting in December of 2021 and truly, the the bare minimum reason I was posting is like, I just want to put get some exposure in some way for the creative work I was doing. And I was like, how can I do that? What platforms can I just put myself out on? And, you know, Instagram, Twitter. I don't have Twitter anymore. I do have Twitter, but I don't use it anymore. Um, and TikTok. And I was like, okay, perfect. Like, I'll just, who, like, I'll just post something on TikTok about me talking about something. And until that point, I really didn't think I was a very good speaker. I didn't think I communicated well. I didn't think I got my my uh, points across well verbally. I thought my writing was just better. And, you know, just I had very low expectations for TikTok. I was like, okay, maybe I'll get a couple hundred views on my videos and that's fine. Um, and then like the first video I, I put up kind of blew up and I was like, oh, <laughs> like, see, it's just like another example that I use to kind of reiterate this point in my head of like aiming low, don't have attachment to things because you don't know how they're going to go. And just let them happen. And how? And normally, it, usually, from my experience, the things that you aim lowest for are the things that do the best. <laughs> you know, they do so much better than you expected. And those are exactly what you need. And I think there's there's something to be said about the things that you have the least amount of um, resistance to or desperation to being the things that are most aligned with you, right? Because if they are aligned with you, if they're meant to be on your path you won't feel this desperation to hold on to them. They'll, you'll just kind of have this internal intuitive knowing that they're meant to be there so you don't have to stress about it, right? And to me, my intuition shows me that by me aiming low, 
in those scenarios. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense because I also like to talk a lot about um, your intuition and how it appears and manifests for you and how you can listen to it a little bit better. This is how I'm like piecing it together in my head for me. The things that are most aligned with me are the things I feel the least attached to or the things I feel the least um, ambitious towards almost. Isn't that weird? Like that's such a weird thing, but that's how I'm like understanding it now. It's like if I don't feel this sense of desperate attachment and I have to hold on to this thing and I have to focus on it every day and I have to work hard towards it that's the thing that's aligned with me because I don't have to do that it's going to be there either way you know or if it's not going to be there in this form this form whatever that I'm seeing it as right now it's going to be there in a different form but the energy is is there and the energy does I know it's going to be there and so I don't have to force anything um, it's just interesting how things like like that work out. And I know this is kind of more of like a spiritual take. I'm not, I, I don't consider myself religious um, and I don't consider myself super spiritual. I just think this is more even just like a manifestation of your psyche, of your subconscious coming up and highlighting these this inner knowing of what's right for you that you might not consciously recognize, you know? Um, yeah, I know this, <laughs> I feel like this is a little confusing, but I'm trying to like merge the two, like spirituality and psychology kind of together because that's what's most effective for me in my mind, right? Aiming low and avoiding disappointment. This is what I'm taking with me into every future encounter. And I have to keep reminding myself of it because I forget, I forget constantly. And I. it's almost hard to, to remember in moments of deep excitement or deep you know I don't want to say excitement because you're allowed to be excited about things obviously but moments of deep desperation and having to feeling like you have to hold on to something or have to to focus on it in order to achieve it it's hard to remember that that thing that you're so hyper focused on and so like obsessed with is probably not right for you because you feel hyper focused and obsessed with it because it's inspiring all this stuff in you that's probably not right for you you know and this is just like the lesson I've learned. This is what I'm taking with me into the future. And I just want to share it in case anyone else is struggling with understanding why the things that they work hard for, the things that they have these high expectations for never work out. This might be why, you know? And if you need a reminder of like, okay, I need to detach, not even detach. I just need to be non-attached to this. I need to let things flow, let, the, let things move and fluctuate as they need to. Just repeat to yourself, like aim low, and avoid disappointment. You're aiming low. You're not having high expectations. If it doesn't work out, that's fine. You didn't expect it to anyway, right? But if it does work out, if it and it works out even better than you could have imagined, that's amazing, right? It's almost like you. either way, you're good. And that is the feeling that I want to embody moving forward and what I've been trying to embody for a really long time. And that's why I wanted to share these examples too, right? I need, for me at least, I need tangible proof. I need tangible examples to look back on to remind myself of this thing. And yeah, I wanted to share that. That's what I've been thinking about the last little while, what I've been kind of working on in my journal, mentally trying to understand about myself. And yeah, this is just the conclusion I've gotten to for me. So I hope, I hope it's been helpful for anybody else. And I hope it made sense. Like I, I'm, I'm trying to articulate it as best as I can, but it's hard when it's, it's more of like a spiritual thing or more of like an intuitive thing that you kind of have to, under, like you kind of have to feel yourself to get it. Um, but yeah, so again, if you have a deep feeling of desperation towards something, ask yourself, is that actually right for you? And what would it feel like if you didn't get it? If it would feel crushing to not get that thing that you are expecting so much of, that might be a sign, you know? 
And is there any way to practice non-attachment to that thing? Is there a way for you to be like, you know what, whether I get it or don't get it, I'll be fine. Because I think that's where that magic really is in, in that feeling. So yeah, again, just a reminder, if you want to be updated on the release of my handbook, my self-expression handbook, sign up to my newsletter. And yeah, I'll be back again next week with another episode.